Welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We, we watch, watch films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a string, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Between your ears and our voices, we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology from CastBox, a new app that's available via Android for your podcast and entertainment needs. It's the one-stop shop for taking your podcast on the go. And welcome to Geek Sweat. And we're back with another episode bringing you news, views and interviews about all things geeky and sweaty. So it's another hot topic. And this week we're looking at the current reputation of a certain film director. At one time, this director was almost universally loved and critically acclaimed. In the 90s, his films were touchstones for generations of would-be filmmakers and endlessly quoted by film fans. But enough about Guy Ritchie. Ha-ha! <laughs> Enough about Guy Ritchie, we're talking about Quentin Tarantino. Recently, Tarantino's reputation seems to have taken something of a, if not a nosedive, then very much a knock. And it was a few incremental things. Firstly, his very slow response to the revelations about his producer, Harvey Weinstein. And then the revelation that he actually endangered Uma Thurman during the making of Kill Bill. And, um, well, Jamie, you sound like you want to come in right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, well, it's one of those things, isn't it? Because it's not the first time he's been under fire. I mean, he was under fire for the, the worst of the N-word and, and, and Django as well. Um, and, you know, he's he's been under attack for the way he treats women in his films. Um, granted, he does have, you know, um, you know, strong women in his films. He also has very sexualised women in his films. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Tarantino seems to go up and down. It's almost like he dances with controversy every film he makes. And, um, you know, his, uh, his recent offering... Um, What's his recent offering? The one, the Hollywood one. Once upon a time in. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yes. Um, you know he's under fire for the way he portrays um, Bruce Lee in that. Um, you know, you know, it's, you know, he, it, it's 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 hard because even though he gets that little bit of controversy, it's almost like it's there to get the discussion going, and then he bounces back. And I, I wonder if, you know, he's going to continue bouncing back. I mean, it's like his ninth film now, is it? I and believe so. so. He, he's, he's scheduled to do one more if, if his, you know, past words are to believe, be believed, you know, if he's only going to stick to his 10 film quota. Um, you know, you know is, is this kind of like getting to a point where, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be done with? Is, is, is our people now getting tired of of what he has to offer you know you know if you put away the um his artistry his storytelling and things like that which people praise him for but then when you look at what happens behind the scenes the things he says um you know out of ignorance out of you know um what you call it oh i've forgotten the word you mean like a desire to shock people 
as well, well as ignorance. Is it a desire to shock people or is he really that arrogant? Oh, I mean, or, or can are, you we, afford, are we thinking about he, the comments about Roman Polanski here? Oh, well, and, and others. Uh, there are others as well. Um, you know, rape is rape as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, <laughs> irrespective of, of age, you know, you have a right to say no, right? I'm, well, isn't right. That how, I don't think isn't that how it would works? argue with that. You would hope so. Well, I mean, according to the law, you say no, you say no. So, um, yeah, but, you know, he's, he's, he's said a few things that are kind of like, hmm, I don't really like you so much anymore. Not because his work is trash, um, but, you know, for the things he says, you know, behind the scenes, for the things that he does behind the scenes, for, you know, so, you, so rather than judging his work, you've now, you know, you can make it very personal and start judging him for him as a character and as a person himself. Yeah. Um, I think um, Quentin Tarantino has always been controversial and he's often been controversial for his portrayal of women. His first film, Reservoir Dogs, has almost no women in it. In fact, there's one woman in it and she gets dragged out of a car by her hair. Mm. Mm. There's no women in 12 Angry Men. That's true. <laughs> that is true, which mm. you could take as I mean, an indictment yeah, of the is about, jury system. I mean, Reservoir Dogs is about a, a, a bank robbery and, and the after the, the aftermath of a bank robbery. So, I mean, I don't think you can really have a go at them there for lack of women because it's just a Why? Because of women can't rob banks. No, but it's that sort of, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. They can <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, think, I think Stephen's got a point because, I mean, this was the line of defence at the time and I still would defend Reservoir Dogs. As indeed I would defend 12 angry men. If there was a woman on that jury, they probably would have come to the right decision a lot sooner. And <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. Although, actually, uh, there's no reason why the kid in 12 angry men didn't do it. I mean, it's all circumstantial evidence anyway. I, I, I would have fried the little bastard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. You I'm would get on obviously. fine in Trump's but, but, America. Uh, all Henry Fonda's um, kind of, you know, the way he convinces them, it's all circumstantial. I think the kid still probably did it. But anyway, back to Tarantino. Yeah, back to Tarantino. <laughs> Although, 12 Angry Men, it could be taken as an indictment of the jury system as well as an endorsement of it. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Should we talk about 12 Angry yeah, Men? That's, that's, <laughs> so, 12 Angry Men. Um, we should probably go back to Quentin Tarantino or Trevor will have words with us. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he didn't have a film called 12 Angry Men. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we're just we're digressing. We're we are digressing. <laughs> I mean, uh, Pulp Fiction. So uh, there's Emma Thurman's character, uh, what, uh, Mia Wallace. Yeah, she's a bit of a victim, isn't she? Um. Yeah. Well, she has um, the heroin overdose, and yeah. then she has to be brought round in a way that's quite visceral, you can say. <laughs> I was reading the other day that that was kind of, that that shot is kind of like um, uh, uh, King Arthur pulling the um, sword out of the lake and it kind of ties in with the whole Holy Grail film of Pulp Fiction. Wow. And that that's what's in the suitcase. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> is yeah, that I, 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 I did. I, I read that yesterday. I think they might have been taking it too far. For, yeah. Um, but I don't yeah. see that. Mm. 
And so, I mean... Like it's John Travolta going, Excalibur! <laughs> d- did he defend Weinstein after the kind of allegations came out, I, I'm, I'm assuming? There was... No, there wasn't a defence as such. There was just silence, which oh, in a well, way is even worse, because if he was ignorant of what Weinstein was doing, then perhaps he would have automatically defended him. But his silence suggested that he knew all along. Mm. Well, because wasn't there um, an article how his um, girlfriend at the time, Mira Silvino, had passed comment about it and then Uma Thurman also backed it up and and said that it had happened to her as well and it wasn't until he had those two stories that he realised that Weinstein had had a, you know, had a history of assaulting women or, you know, at least, uh, you know, trying um, all sorts. Um, and um, didn't he say that he uh, he basically confronted Weinstein and said, he said, you know, apologise or he d- he's not making Kill Bill. I think he gave him an ultimatum regarding Kill Bill and Uma Thurman. Really? Well, that's just what that's, I read. That's but, what you've heard. I'd yeah. call his bluff. <laughs> Not a Kill Bill really fan. Do that. <laughs> well, I mean, like it's the money, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Weinstein Company is the money. That, that's where he gets his um, money to to make his films. And so, you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. In and a he way. was very much Weinstein's favourite. Yeah, and I, I think he, he probably knew even before all of that. I, I think he knew. He just didn't say anything un- until his girlfriend at the time said something, and Uma Thurman said something at the time. But even then, it wasn't until the Me Too movement that he turned and walked the other way. Because obviously it had happened before the Me Too. Yes. But then when celebrities were condemning Weinstein... Mm. He wasn't really on board with that, was he? Well, his silence was deafening and it Mm. was getting to really Mm. embarrassing proportions when literally everyone else had weighed in. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, you know, complacency, you know, is probably... But, but, I mean, if he did that, he might be seen as a bit of a hypocrite. You know, perhaps just don't say anything. I mean, I'm not saying he was right. I'm just trying to give this another little... Twist. Yeah, a little twist. A little bit of a devil's (laughs) advocate here, but... You know, just saying that uh, it must be hard. I mean, they're obviously friends. I mean, we we're just looking at two famous people. Whereas, I mean, they obviously worked closely together on films for a number of years, and um, it must be difficult when things ha- like, like when a friend turns out like that, and do I, you know, you come out and condemn them. It's a hard thing to do. You could do it in personal terms and say you were shocked and hurt personally. Yeah. Perhaps you made his feelings clear to Harvey Weinstein in private. I mean this kind of need we have for everyone to kind of keep pronouncing I'm sorry or, you know, I apologise or now I'm going to call out this and that can get a bit annoying maybe. <laughs> and um, perhaps, you know, with the Weinstein thing, leave it up to the courts. I mean, that, that's going to be but happening nothing's soon. nothing's happened there though. Yeah, but He's it's about to happen, got... isn't it? It's about to kind of, I mean, it's the I... court of public opinion. It's about how, mm-hmm. how, I mean, do you feel that's a good thing? been a public crucifixion really yeah so i mean if, if tarantino just weighs in on it too i mean that one's gonna it's it's a it's a difficult position to be in if you're for a friend i suspect hmm. um so what i mean the, the other thing was about I mean, roman polanski i mean a lot of people defending polanski so mm. i can't think really we can lay all the blame but his still 13 year old girl yeah yeah Come it's on. a long t- yeah yeah I, that, that is terrible and um 
I think society has changed in a way. Yeah, I yeah. Think what Polanski did, but was then Polanski's been convicted. Polanski has been convicted, so we can save his stuff. So we, we you know, we can say, look, that, that was a terrible thing he did. So you can still defend his films because I mean, you have to separate the art from the person. That's would... a different argument. That yeah. wasn't the argument Tarantino was making. No, no, mm. no. Well, what was Polanski's? What was his argument with Polanski? I think. He said some. I don't want to misquote him, um, but I think he said something along the lines that it wasn't really rape. Oh, okay. It wasn't really okay. rape because she wanted it. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, if you have sex with someone under 16, it's rape. So that's the end of that, really, isn't it? Well, statutory rape, isn't yeah. it? Um, and but even, even then, if she had said no and she had tried to stop it, would it have had stopped, though? That, that's another oh, thing. no, that's not the point. She was too young, so that, I mean, that's right. Well, yeah, that's even, just... the even actual quote Tarantino said was, she was down with it. Uh, mm. uh, again, slow, uh, I might as well be the devil's advocate for this whole episode. I mean, <laughs> Tarantino is, is like a big, he's probably maybe the most famous director in the world. And he must get loads and loads of interviews and loads of interview requests. And he's got to do all this press for his film. Getting asking questions like that day after day. And he probably gets more than most and probably more interesting questions than most. And, you know, it's going to be very hard to never say anything controversial or never slip. or no. I mean, I say stupid things all the time, but no one's there around to kind of record it. And then that's what you think put it on Twitter. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I was films. I mean, I haven't seen a Tarantino film since Kill Bill. The second Kill Bill was the last one I saw. Has uh, his films still as good a quality as they were? I mean, has there been a noticeable drop off? Oh, lots of violence. If that's Are they still you mean. just the same sort of thing? Or? <laughs> same. I same. would say. I mean, I've been up and down with his recent, and by recent, I mean post Kill Bill films. Mm. I mean, I've think I've said this before, but I found Death Proof was a completely pointless film. For me, there yeah. was just, for me, there was just nothing there. I it, couldn't well, see why violence. it made that. It was just violence. It, w- it wasn't, there was no real storyline, no redemption, no. Yeah. You know. So I was, would you say his first three is still his three, the big oh, three? Oh, yeah. And then I would say mm. Kill Bill as a number four, but like some way behind how the how big three. How did you find Django? I like Django. That's the best of the recent ones by mm-hmm. some distance. Yeah. And The Hateful Eight behind that. Um, I know some people rated Inglorious Bastards. I really didn't like that film. I thought it was so inconsistent. The acting was inconsistent. It didn't have an internal logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if, you, if you take this film's at face value, it's entertaining. It, it, I mean, it's entertainment. Yeah. I mean, I didn't it, it find is... Inglorious Bastards especially entertaining. That's why. Uh. One of the reasons why I didn't like it, apart from like some poor performances as well mm-hmm. mm. like brad pitt eli roth although who was expecting a good performance from him mm. i mean so if you're still making films to a certain quality i mean that's his job so he's doing that everything else is to me anyway is just kind of uh, so, so i mean he's like a big kind of he's such a big presence in the film world but after so long, there's bound to be people who are going to keep taking shots at him. I'm not a great fan. I think some of, I mean, I, I can see the problems in regards to violence and his portrayal of women and um, language that he, you know, and how he uses that. But 
I'm, I've lost my point. Man, if anyone can jump in and try and rescue something. That would be really, really I think, great. Okay, I think Tarantino, I mean, he's always liked having his bit of rough, if you like. He's liked mm. gut-punching the audience. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the male rape scenes in Pulp Fiction, for example. He likes to shock the audience. But I think recently there's been maybe a sense that he hasn't been in control of the controversies that have come up. Mm. in the way that he was before. Yeah, I think also, you know, you know, once you become someone who is so big in the industry, it doesn't exonerate you from doing the right thing. It doesn't exonerate you from, you know, having poor moral standing. You, 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 I think you've got to, you know, take that in your stride and step up and do the right thing and say the right thing. Not, not necessarily to a point where you're, you know, you're compromising your art. But I, I think you know th- there's a there's a line that you you can choose to cross, and a ch- and a and a line that you can choose to kind of toe, so to speak. So, right. I mean, at the end of the day, Tarantino is he makes B movies with big budgets, and mm, yeah, um, you know, there's there's no, there's no great intelligence to Tarantino films. But I mean, is that I mean? Well, the, I would say Pulp Fiction. As you know, that I mean, it's clever. Structurally, structurally it's really it's clever. clever, but it's not an intelligent story. It's not a kind of, you know, you don't go away thinking about, you know, life and death after Pulp and Fiction, because it's, it's fair, I mean, they're quite throwaway his films. I don't but know. Big, I would say Pulp well Fiction made, well, of all his films is the one that seems to have something underlying. You know, there's mm. even a kind of morality I don't know. to it if you just, think about it. I mean, quoting the Bible, it's easy to portray some <laughs> morality, but. But sure, but you know, it's also like, you know, you can think about what happens to the characters and the fact that, okay, you could say it's banal quoting the Bible, but he, yeah. you know, he makes a choice to take that path and mm. John Travolta's character doesn't. When, um, uh, when Marcellus Wallace lets some um, Bruce Willis go, yeah, yeah, he's going to find Vincent Vega dead in his bathroom when he gets home. Right, yeah. So he's, I mean, this truce isn't going to hold, is it? He's going to be after him again. Sorry, this is just... <laughs> but I just being reminded of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So are we still in love with Tarantino or have we decided that maybe we should be erring on the edge of caution, maybe not quite? Um, uh, are we falling out of love with Tarantino? I've, I've never been in love with Tarantino, but he's far more interesting than Christopher Nolan. So wow. I'll give him that. He's interesting for the wrong reasons or the right reasons? Um, at least, I know, he's, he's got, you know, you might not like what he says, but, he's, it, you know, he'll say it and, you know. I feel like um, <laughs> the people who need to be in on this if, conversation are we're not in it. We've got Trevor, who's the Christopher <laughs> Nolan fan. We've got Malachi, who's the former Tarantino fan. <laughs> I mean, they would literally be having a barroom fight right now. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I enjoyed his early work as well. I mean, like, he had some really interesting ways of... Yeah, yeah. You know, getting rid of people and killing people, and yeah, you know, it was yeah. just entertaining. Um, but I think you know, it just goes back to what I was saying before. You can judge his work, or you can judge him as a person as well. And what Malachi has done in the past is, you know, he's he's decided not to judge his work because of how he's how he's behaved behind the scenes. And so, you know, you you can let him as a person affect you avoid you know avoiding and or enjoying his work. Or you can just, you know, put it by the wayside and just say, I'm done. 
Well, I mean, he's only making one more film. That's Star Trek. So, I mean. Oh, is he we doing think. Star Trek next, does we he? We think. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. Really? Yeah, Can yeah. you imagine him doing yeah, Star least, Trek? I mean, at least that would be something different for him. That would be kind of, okay, that's quite brave. Yeah, do that. Yeah, he's, well, he he's, has been, what, he he's not going to like, kill plan. people left and right and you know introduce <laughs> all that violence. Because you know, Star Trek's not about violence and it just I seems know, like his his mantra is, I'm going to put as much <laughs> violence and you know guts and gore as I possibly can because it's entertainment. People like that stuff. Perhaps he'll, perhaps he'll surprise us all and make a fantastic Star Trek film. Very which, possible. Which is both um, takes into account um, the the ethics of um, of Star Trek and its um, peaceful utopian <laughs> look at the universe, and combines it with Tarantino's it's make a love family of death. Feel good yeah. movie. Wow, that would be the biggest surprise he'd ever delivered. <laughs> That'd be amazing if he finished his career with a Star Trek movie. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it be. would. Would it finish his career? <laughs> Yeah, but I know Tarantino. He wanted to d- direct um, Casino Royale. Oh, really? Yeah. In fact, um, I think he was the first person who started the rumor that um, Casino Royale would be the next Bond film, and it came to a point where they actually had to do it. Oh, really? <laughs> well, David Lynch was approached for Empire Strikes Back. Can you imagine that? A David Lynch Empire Strikes random. Back. <laughs> yeah, he would have been great. But yeah, back to Tarantino. Um, what can you say about him? I think, for me, he is a slightly tarnished figure because of this. I don't think his films are events in the way that they were a decade well, ago. Well, yeah, because they're all rewritten events as well. I mean, like, Inglorious Bastards is a rewrite of what happened then, and even, you know... Um once upon a time in America. Once upon, I yeah. can't remember oh, that Hollywood. title. Once upon, Once upon a time in Hollywood is even a, a rewrite of the events of the actual events as well. You know, so you know, yeah. So yeah, the excitement's gone a bit, which doesn't mean that he still can't come up with an amazing film. Oh, what were the reviews like of um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Generally positive. Okay. I'm quite of interest. I haven't been interested in any of them since Kill Bill, but this one maybe. So maybe it's worked for me. All this controversy. He's got a fan back, maybe. The only like controversy I know of um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and actually two now. No, no, I thought about it. So one was um, the amount of ex- um, the amount of lines and exposure that Margot Robbie had, um, and also um, the Bruce Lee segment um, where uh, Shannon Lee who was um, Bruce Lee's daughter, was saying that um, he was caricaturized. I can't even say that word. Caricatured. Yeah, caricatured. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, will he bounce back? Probably. You know, I don't, I don't think, you know, it's, it's enough to kind of slander him beyond, you know, beyond a, a comeback or a return. So, Jamie, have you fallen out of love with Tarantino? I'm on the fence. I'm waiting for him to do something really stupid. All right. It might come. I I don't know if it will. Um, but you know, I you know, I've enjoyed his films in the past. But if I'm judging him based on the films only, I probably will see his other films. But if I'm judging him based on, you know, the things he said, I'm I'm a little more kind of cautious as to whether I want to support him. Mm, makes sense. Yeah. Cody, Stephen doesn't care. <laughs> what about yeah, I you? Don't, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Stephen yeah, doesn't I, give I, a I shite. I haven't fallen out of love with Tarantino. I've never really been in love with Tarantino. But um, I, I admire his dedication to making big budget B movies. I think I think more people should do that. <laughs> B movies. <laughs> and you, Dom? Um, yeah, I think on a personal level, I no longer see Tarantino as a spokesman for filmmakers or for his generation, if I ever did, which I think I probably did in the 90s, mm. as he was a massive figure. Uh, yeah, lots he, of people. You know, his breakthrough work was actually really well, you know, received as well. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs excited people and the possibilities, mm, and mm. it still does. And even now, it's an example to what emerging filmmakers can write, or you know, the ambition and get away have. with as well. Yeah, on screen. I think there was um, a huge, um, you know backlash with the amount of violence he had in his films but you know I, I think these days people are just so desensitized to violence now on screen yeah although reservoir dogs still holds up really well as does pulp fiction and jackie brown mm, yeah you know, that trio can that i 90s just, can trio I just, is hard to beat can i just put in a little um shout out for true romance which I know here in you the can, script you for. You can put a shout out but for that. It's, it's such a, a lovely little film. That may be the sweetest film that um, Tarantino's ever written, at least. Yeah, actually one of his best scripts, because yep. it's one of his tightest scripts. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I love that film. I just and, thought I'd... Yeah, no, yeah. very welcome interjection. <laughs> and great work by the late Tony Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in terms of the films, I have slightly fallen out with Tarantino but that's because he's become more inconsistent and more self-indulgent and less exciting than he used to be. Yeah, Which, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that as well. And also there's the, the element of, you know, with, you know, with his, 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 his status these days, like he, he's, he's, he's in a really good position of power and he should be using it to, you know... For good. Yeah. Not evil. <laughs> for good, not for evil. <laughs> yeah, great power so- <laughs> comes great responsibility. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just think he just needs to think before he speaks sometimes, you know. But, but then uh, maybe we all do. Yeah, well. <laughs> we tend I, to do I, the opposite. It's not it's in a position of power. No one's really listening to me anyways. So. Huh, what's that? <laughs> Sorry, did you say something worth listening to? Mm. <laughs> uh huh. Right. Ah, banter. All right, so I think that's all we've got time for. So, thank you very much to Jay for joining us. Thank you very much for joining us. That was my line. <laughs> oh right, okay. Anyway, thank you Thanks, very much guys for joining for us. Listening. <laughs> huh. See what you did there. <laughs> and. Thanks also to Stephen. Cheers. And thanks to Gio for recording us so well. Cheers. Bye. 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 Adios. Ciao.